I'm Sarah. And I'm Meg. And this is the 7 Hours Difference podcast, where we discuss our friendships, differences in opinions, and life in general. But first, before we get into the podcast today, let's just give a brief little life update, as we always do. Sarah, do you want to start off with that? Oh, yeah. Um, Folks, I'm on my second snow day in a row. (laughs) I know that um, right now the whole, like, the world is like, oh, my gosh, remote learning. But my school couldn't do remote learning um, snow days because um, at the time when we were supposed to submit requests for that, we weren't one-to-one with technology. But we are now. But we didn't get approved because we didn't have them then. So we get real snow days this year. (laughs) (laughs) So I had yesterday off because of this awful, awful snowstorm. And I get to day off because of this awful, awful snowstorm. And yeah, I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah, right now it's like snowing in Kentucky. um, Well, at least where I am in Kentucky. Um, and I'm, I'm loving it because like today I went out and cleaned off my car and I like didn't even realize it, but I was like smiling the whole time I was cleaning off my car. I was like, this is awesome. (laughs) You would love it here because it has been like sitting around like the one degree, zero degree, um, area. I think we made it up to two or three degrees today, but real feel with the wind has been like negative 17 to negative 20. The lowest I saw was negative 21. Um, and we have, I was thinking it was about a foot of snow, but now that it's like not dark and it's not blowing, it looks like it's nine to 10 inches of snow, which is a lot for Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know we've had more, we've had storms where we've gotten over a foot, but still nine to 10 inches for Illinois is like, wow, we didn't know what to do. We had to get all the plows out. (laughs) Yeah. That's when I lived in Illinois. I don't remember. I remember like one year we had it really bad, but then the other years were pretty mild. So yeah. I mean, we're used to, you know, three, four, maybe five inches of snow, but this, this was like a big, we got code reds, (laughs) (laughs) but listen, this is what it's like in AK, right? You're always in those negative numbers. Right. And oh, yeah. Like always two in the feet of snow and always a lot of snow. Yeah. But I mean, uh-uh. it also depends on what part of um, Alaska you're in. Like right. right now, my parents, they're kind of in the Anchorage area. Um, and that's kind of the warmer part of the state, like in quotes, warmer. <laughs> right. Um, you know, but like they haven't had like super harsh temperatures. However, they have had maintained a lot of snow. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I- it's, it's different. All I'm learning is that I could never live in Alaska. But (laughs) I will say snow is so pretty. Like, it is so sparkly and just lovely. And when it's fluffy like this, it's, like, super pretty. And, like, it'll just, like, blow around. Like, it's it's nice. But it's, it's, if it was, like, 20 degrees, I think I wouldn't mind all of this. But the negative 17 degrees that it is right now, a real feel, That is just, like, so miserable. Like, my poor dog won't even, you know, (laughs) go outside for longer than, like, 30 seconds. So, yeah. Hey, listen, over here on my screen, it says that you went on a trip this weekend, so you should tell us about it. Yeah, so I wanted to go camping, but obviously, like, where I'm at, it's, like, snowy, and there was ice. Like, we had an ice storm before we had this, like, little snowstorm. Not really a storm, but... Um, so I was like, well, I can't, I don't really feel like going camping in the snow. Um, so I went south. So I went down to Tennessee, um, 
and I went to Cherokee National Forest because they had some free campsites down there um, by Sitico Creek. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but um, so it was really nice. Um, slept in my car. I have my my little camping set up in my car because <laughs> uh, uh, no one really likes to set up a tent every time. It's kind of uh, annoying and boring. So <laughs> right. to set up a tent every time. Um, so that was fun. And then I also um, drove the Skyway that connects, um, I think it's Teleco something, a Teleco Valley, Teleco Town. There's like a city. Um, I feel bad that I can't remember the name. It's Teleco something. But it connects that with um, uh, Robbinsville, North Carolina. I don't know. I'm probably butchering all of this. <laughs> I don't remember the cities very well. Um, but it's the Cherohala, um, skyline or skyway. And then, which was beautiful. It was very misty. Um, and then I also drove through the smoky mountains on the way back. So it was all, all oh in all very gosh. nice, <laughs> but it was crazy. Like it was so, it was like all fog, which is like totally fine. I think that's beautiful. I feel like I was having a unique experience because I know not a lot of people visit that kind of thing in the winter because everything's closed. Like all the campsites are closed. Like all the, the touristy things are closed, but it was so unique. Like, cause you know, I'm sure I'll go back in the summer at some point, but there won't be the fog and everything there, like completely surrounding you. Like as you drive through, it's, it's, it was crazy. Some but. of those pictures you were sending me of those beautiful trees. I, I love seeing trees like that. Cause we don't have trees in Illinois like that. And seeing those trees and then that dense fog and the pictures that you captured, they were just so beautiful. It was like, ex- it was the most dense fog I've ever seen, for sure. Oh, my gosh. It looked really cool. I mean, I would be petrified driving in that fog because I just don't trust other drivers. I don't I don't prefer <laughs> driving in well, the fog. Well, it helps but... when there's just like two lanes. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, it makes it easier. But um, yeah, it was really pretty. Uh, and I got like to it. camp right by a creek. Like literally, I could. I could literally camp on the bank of a creek. Uh, I kind of pulled back a little bit, but <laughs> um, oh it was gosh. wet, but it was still really, really pretty. So, yeah. All in all, it was a good two-day trip. It was only two days, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it was still yeah. good. I got back before our snowstorm, so. Yeah, I was really relieved when you said that you were hauling back pretty quick to avoid that because I, I was wondering, but... Yeah, I mean, I would have been able to make it, but there was definitely quite a bit of snow yesterday afternoon, which is when I would have been coming home. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I came back. I just drove, like, really late into the night, so. I mean, if not for you, then at least to keep you safe from other drivers who maybe right. aren't as experienced with the snow as you are. Yeah, I went out today, like, just to drive around just to see how bad it was, and there was Only not a lot you, of people Meg. out. <laughs> Well, my brother was like, it's bad out there. There's snow. Everything's closed. I was like, come on, bro. So I just like went out and drove around. I was like, this is not bad. I didn't slide once. (laughs) Okay. Man, I wish. I moved my car from, we get this call. It's like 1130. And I get this call from the city where I live. The city. (laughs) Well, the town that I live in. And uh, they were like, you have to move your cars off of the side roads and the shoulders and blah, 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 because we're going to plow. Uh, otherwise you'll be fine or something like that and I always park on the shoulder I never park in our driveway because I like to park in the front of the house and so I had to bundle up and I had to go and like wipe off like five inches of snow from my car just to move it to the driveway and I was sliding all over the place and I was like barely pushing on the gas (laughs) 
Wow. Like, I mean, you guys anywhere got more that, snow than we did, though. Yeah. Anywhere that anybody had driven on the road, which wasn't a lot, but anywhere that they had, the snow was, like, packed, and it was, like, icy or slick. So I was sliding on those spots. But my driveway was fine because it was fresh snow. So I, I, yeah. I packed it in. <laughs> but <clears throat> I haven't attempted to go out and shovel or, like, see my car. There's, like, another five inches on my car um, yeah. from the blowing. So I have to go get that off either tonight yeah. or tomorrow, early tomorrow morning. <laughs> fun, but, fun. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Okay, well, um, our podcast is the Seven Hours Difference podcast. Um, I am Meg, and I'm speaking with Sarah. I know we already introduced ourselves, but, you know, if you don't have our voices memorized. <laughs> um, but we were born seven hours apart. Uh, I was born in Alaska, and Sarah was born in Illinois. I almost said oh. Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. In Illinois. Um <laughs> But uh, we met in junior high, and we have been best friends ever since. Um, and we are very different people. We are raised in very different ways. And also, of course, very different locations. So <laughs> that kind of lended itself to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were, we were born. Uh, I was born on April 17th. Sarah was born on April 18th, only seven hours apart. So um, we're pretty much living proof that you can be born thousands of miles apart, still find each other, still be best friends, still be best friends even when you disagree on a lot of topics so <laughs> <laughs> um today we're going to be approaching the topic of like religion and spirit spirit ooh, say it for me spirituality Spir- <laughs> thank you spirituality there it is um which for us we have definitely merged at some a few points on this path that we like have each been on um but i think that in general, like we were, we grew up in totally different places, like in regards to our religion. Environments. And like our, yeah. Yeah. It was totally different. And, um, it's been interesting. It's not, it's not something that we normally talk about. So I'm kind of like occasionally we talk about it, but we haven't had a conversation about it in a long time. So I'm excited to hear from you and like hear your story again and like, you know, see where you are now. But, I think this is just going to be even more (laughs) proof of how different we are and how different we grew up and, you know. Yeah, I definitely can see us not agreeing on, like, not necessarily, like, the concept, but not agreeing on, like, how we view it. (laughs) Yeah. So. But um, I definitely feel like, I know when we talked about education, like, if if you listen to our education podcast that we talked about, a lot of educational like controversial topics um I got heated like heated because like it's you know it's my career so but I don't feel like I'm gonna get heated here like I feel like I am really super open open-minded to having this conversation and yeah I don't feel like this is a topic that we could get heated on I mean yeah people get heated on this topic all the time but well yeah but it's not, not meant <laughs> it's not meant to be like that you know no this I think this is gonna be really healthy really eye-opening and I'm excited to have this conversation yeah so <laughs> let's, let's get started. Started. So yeah. on our little outline that we reference constantly, um, <laughs> the first bullet point we have is um, before we talk about kind of our current view on it, um, what is our individual histories? So how did we grow up? Um, who taught us what we know? Um, I don't know, Sarah, do you want to kind of start the discussion on that? <laughs> sure, I can. Um, okay, so I mean, getting way back to the beginning, my 
both my parents grew up religious. My dad grew up in Kentucky in the Bible Belt, um, and his family was very, very, very religious. Um, like they didn't believe. So, what in do you dancing. mean by religious? Okay, yeah, maybe I, I, I'm lack, l- lacking the word. I don't know what the word would be, but like they always attended church. They followed the Bible, like like old testament to the t yeah yeah to a t yes okay so like they didn't believe in dancing um like the strictest of the strictest strictest of the strictest like they were very strict about it um and i think that's when my dad kind of he as he grew up and developed his own he lost his father to cancer when he was like 19 like he kind of grew up and like developed his own take on it and he ended up identifying as atheist for a good chunk of his life um I think this stemmed from his experience as a child. And then my mother also grew up in, in a church. She went to a Pentecostal church. Oh, excuse me. Mennonite. Mennonite. That's what I meant. Um, a Mennonite church. And so they were pretty serious, but like her family wasn't like super serious about it. But they still like, you know, they prayed it before every meal and they went to church every Sunday and that kind of stuff. So my mom grew up in it. And my dad grew up in it. My mom came out being religious but not like really that's not the word I'm looking for like she believes in Christianity yeah um and my father obviously was atheist but somehow they merged and my dad got married in the church for her um but when my parents were raising us it was one of those things where my mom would like to have been a church-going family and my dad didn't like the idea of that so we did I think for maybe like the first like five years of our life and of my life. And then when we moved to Athens, uh, we stopped attending church regularly. (laughs) Um, And that was just kind of my mom didn't feel like that was a battle worth fighting with my dad. And they wanted us to develop our own thoughts and our own beliefs. So they didn't want to force anything onto us, which I appreciated as a kid, obviously. I mean, or as at least as an adult, I appreciate it now. But um, I, growing up, I had a lot of friends that attended church, um, and I would go with them, like, after a sleepover, or they would pick me up because they knew I wasn't going, and so they, you know, parents would pick me up and take me along. I would go to Wednesday night Bible, not study, but uh, what was it called? Youth group, there we go, Um, for a long time. Like, I went to, it was called um, God Squad at the Methodist church. And then I had a lot of friends that would go to youth group at the Christian church. Um, when I was really young, my best friend was Catholic and I was never allowed to go to her church because she told me I was going to hell. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, Catholics, um, (laughs) (laughs) you you know how they are. (laughs) I actually don't know many Catholics at all. So (laughs) I think there's a good chunk of Catholics, um, around central (laughs) Illinois um but yeah just how my my friend grew up that's what they believed and I didn't really care that she thought that because my mom told me that that wasn't true so I believed her (laughs) um uh but yeah so I did I did a lot of the church stuff and then growing up when you and I met you you'll get into this had a pretty strong belief Um, and you and I kind of, you weren't, you were definitely not pushy, but I was so drawn to how you and your family looked at things and how you, 
presented it and it was so beautiful to me and so you and I we really kind of merged there for a while and I know we would read from the bible together you would tell me about like I don't remember what you called them but you would read and then you would write up from the about the bible that you just read I actually don't remember that very much I remember like going to church together and I remember going to some youth groups together but you weren't able to make yeah I guess we did do some of that together that's true yeah it was Um, mostly music with us though (laughs) yeah but then also that's where we that's where we got into our um pure energy thing but like that's the thing is like when I look back now like to me it was all like a facade like uh (laughs) you know like I loved the music and I enjoyed like that it was like a clean friendly like positive kind of music that we had but it wasn't necessarily that it was like I wasn't super excited to have like oh a good Christian pop band or anything like that but I did like I did feel drawn to Christianity and like exploring that deeper and like building a relationship with God but it definitely wasn't like in that moment it felt like really special but obviously it didn't really stick with me because it wasn't long after that I kind of like faded from that you know well um, it, it's the same thing like we grew out of that style we know? we definitely grew out of pure energy but like yeah beyond that even I, I kind of grew out of like your typical like I was right, I right. didn't attend youth group regularly and when I did I didn't really do it for like the religious aspects of it like the Christian belief aspects of it but more for the social aspects which I think the churches knew that that was part of it but they were putting kids in a safe place surrounded by good intentions you know (laughs) so they didn't care they would take anybody but um yeah and that's kind of where you and I left off in that regard and then I went to college and I pulled even farther uh I would say I would I went as far as identifying as atheist until I identified as agnostic and that's kind of where I've left off um and there's definitely more to it but I don't want to get into that just yet that's like the history part (laughs) so (laughs) I think I I find it interesting um just to kind of talk about it a little bit um I think it happens to a lot of people but like the way your dad kind of pulled away from I I guess organized religion I would say yes um is because of his experience growing up because like nine I would say a lot of a high very high percentage of people um as a result of how they were raised pull away from that so I think that's really interesting I think that there is a difference between Christianity and being or being a good Christian and being a hateful Christian and I think my dad grew up around a lot of hateful judgmental Christians And I'm not saying that they're bad people, but they had like a twisted view on how things are. And it's not their fault because that's, again, how they were raised. And like they were literally in the Bible Belt. Like it it happens this way. And I think and my dad also went through some really hard stuff. And like he'd always been taught to, you know, like turn to God. And when he when he lost his dad, he felt like well, this, this, this God gave me this man and then took him away and made my life hard. My dad always told me, he was like, why would this all knowing, all perfect, all, et cetera, God make us sinners? And we argued about it because I, 
I disagreed with him to an extent. I've always, I think, believed in the Christian God, which is the God for a lot of God, a lot of religions anyways. It's the same, almost the same God. But um, I, I've always believed, even even in those moments when I thought I was atheist, I think I really did still believe in like the all, like a bigger, higher power. That's why I identify now as agnostic. But he just like couldn't, he couldn't fathom it. And it is kind of like a hard pill to swallow. Like, yeah, this, this, this power created us imperfectly and expects us to then be perfect. It's that is a hard pill to swallow, but I think there's way more to it than just that simple statement. And well, I, he I took it know. for just that statement. I don't know. I think it's horrible that someone even put that statement in his head because that is not. I mean, obviously, that's um, not he the developed point at that all. one on his own. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like but I said, how people are raised shape that shapes that a lot. Well, yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, the people in his life shaped him to believe that because it literally states in the bible like we were created perfectly however (laughs) we became imperfect like it's literally the opposite of the statement yeah so um i mean if if you take the bible literally i don't aspect but 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 if you believe that we were made in the image of god then we would be made perfectly however due to the garden of eden situation conspiring then we would be then not perfect (laughs) but here's the thing i do believe that we were made perfectly like i believe that we were made exactly the way we're supposed to be made and that we are going to experience these things that are hard and we're going to make the mistakes and we're going to do all of these things and that makes us who we are supposed to be so even though we make the mistakes, even though we say the wrong things, or even though we are different from other people, that's not, that doesn't mean that we are not perfect in God's eyes. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Like we're exactly who we're supposed to be, which is perfect in a way, <laughs> in God's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can get more into that. Yeah, um. totally. <laughs> What's your okay. history? Fill us in. So mine's pretty straightforward um, as far as your conservative Christian goes. Um, my grandparents and my parents, like the, my grandparents raised my parents, in, like bo- both individual on each side of my family, <laughs> raised my parents in a very, <laughs> <laughs> in a very uh, conservative home, Christian home, church every Sunday, every Wednesday night, Sunday school, yada, 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 the whole night. Um, so that in turn <coughs> is how me and my brother and my sister were raised. Um, church every Sunday, devotions, prayer every night, prayer before every meal, you know, family time, uh, you know, Christmas means the birth of Christ, that sort of thing. Um, so, I mean, obviously growing up, I had a lot of, I was tons of knowledge <laughs> when it came to like how to be a Christian or in quotes, how to be a Christian, um, you know, how to study the Bible. I had tons of Bible verses memorized. Um, I don't know, people who listening may know or remember Awana, which is like a club for uh, Christian children. Or anybody, honestly, like it was just a fun club. <laughs> um, but you would go and you would like memorize Bible verses. And then there was like, um, like activities and like, uh, like really fun things to do as a group and great community. Um, but I was very, um, I don't want to paint this in a negative light, but I was very like indoctr- indoctrinated <laughs> into Christianity, I guess. Yeah. So, um, 
it was kind of just like, this is it, you know, this is the way it has to be or, or you're going to hell, (laughs) which is, it sounds horrible because it is horrible. No one, I don't think anybody should be raised that way. There's no sugarcoat in that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because it really impacted me. I didn't realize it in the, in the moment, um, but it really impacted me in a negative way looking back because if you're teaching your child, like, you have to always do the right thing and always say the right thing, you know, never, uh, if you make a mistake, you can be forgiven, but you know, it's still, it's a sin, you know, uh, because God's always watching. That is like an extremely high pressure scenario that you are putting your toddler, your, you know, 10 year old, your 13 year old, your 15 year old uh, in where if they fail, then, they are in mortal danger <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's kind of how it scary. came across. Yeah. It's a lot of, and that's like I was saying earlier, I think that's why a lot of people kind of just like remove themselves from in quotes, Christianity, because it's so high pressure. Like if you're in the church and you have to like meet all these requirements, it seems like, which is, it's kind of like messed up because you're supposed to be like, come as you are, you know, come as you are, you're, imperfect you know you you can aspire to be a better person but there's a ton of pressure that comes along with that so I don't know I don't know if I really articulated that very well but no no that makes a lot of sense I had never ever looked at it like that like from the like like, child raising aspect like what that can do to a mentality like wow and it's definitely like I, I can see like stuff that I do nowadays, like reflected in how I was raised that way. But um, I mean, my parents didn't know any differently. Like that's just how they were raised. Right. So, right. Um, but anyway, so I was raised that way. And then when I sort of got to age, I want to say it was after I, I left Illinois back up to Alaska. So I was like 17. I don't know. I was going to I was a junior in high school. So I was like 16 or 17. Um, I just kind of like stopped going to church. Like even my parents, like whenever we moved back up to Alaska, they didn't really find a church they liked. So they just kind of stopped going to church. Um, they still did like their Sunday morning thing, kind of like, you know, looked up a YouTube video of a sermon or whatever. But, um, I just kind of like <laughs> dropped out. <laughs> like, I guess I just kind of dropped out. Like there's 100%, like I still 100% believe like there's a God out there. Like not that part has ever really wavered, I guess, but I just kind of like got so sick of hearing like the same things over and over again being preached at me, you know? I felt like I heard it all before. So I was like, what's the point of going to church, you know? (laughs) Um, Where I could just hear the same things that I've heard over and over again, like being preached at me. Um, So I just kind of stopped going to church. I haven't really gone to church since. I don't really know if that's impacted me in a negative way or a positive way. Um, my parents would probably say a negative way, but, <laughs> you know, that's all a matter of perspective. I mean, my parents don't really go to church um, either because um, over the years, and I've talked about this with my parents, like organized religion has changed a lot and not necessarily in a good way. So um, we're kind of like a little skeptical and a little cynical when it comes to the whole church thing. Um, not that there aren't great churches out there, but um, there's a lot of churches that are just kind of misusing their status, um, which we can probably talk about. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, go for it if you want. 
Um, but to me, like, I kind of have a cynical worldview in a way. Um, <laughs> so, like, whenever I found out when I was older and I could kind of process things for myself and, like, you know, sit through a sermon without falling asleep and all that stuff, you know, when you do when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I realized that, like, everything seemed geared toward eliciting an emotional response. So the music, like the way people would, um, like, you know, how modern artists um, kind of made their way into the church where, like, you would now sing a song by Christian artist Chris Tomlin. You would sing it in your church service as, like, a hymn replacement. Um, which, if you if you don't haven't gone to church in the last, you know – five, 10 years, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but, (laughs) um, they would take, you know, that one. Yeah. They would take like hit songs and they would make them, uh, like church songs now. Christian, like Christian songs, just (laughs) not like listeners. (laughs) (laughs) They take Christian hit songs and you would insert them into your church service for the whole congregation to sing. However, I feel like this is just me and my little conspiracy brain. I feel like, um, artists, write songs specifically for church and they include certain notes or melodies or or runs or whatever in order to make you feel emotional which music is 100 percent powerful when it comes to that music can make (laughs) people extremely emotional just like certain minor notes minor keys progressions um and in turn, it will make you feel more engaged in the sermon. It doesn't um, you, take much either. Yeah, it does not take. It takes like literally like. Like four chords. <laughs> yeah, like it's so powerful. <laughs> so I just started noticing this. And like once I kind of like looked at it in that kind of raw way, I was like, this is such a scam. Because <laughs> like they're trying is. to get people, they're trying to get people to feel a certain way. And then they're going to donate money or then they're going to you know, keep coming back and keep coming back. And then there's a a better chance to get, I feel like everything is about money for a lot of these churches. Like how could, how could it not be like churches are funded that's how they by, survive. yeah, <laughs> that's how churches are funded, which of course, like, you know, if you want to tie them that way and you have a wonderful church you go to, you know, there's of course good churches out there, but of course, um, like, I feel like people started preaching in a certain way and they had all these obscure rules for their churches that really made no sense and weren't based on the Bible and or based on any kind of logic. <laughs> um, and I just kind of like gave up on going to church. Like, I was just like, you know what? I, I'm i not going to be manipulated. I'm not going to donate my tithe um, to them because I don't know what they're doing with it. Like, it's almost like donating to a freaking nonprofit organization you know who knows what they're doing with your money um and i don't know i kind of just went off on a tangent but i'm not saying don't go to church go to church please it's a good place to it's a community congregate with a community but don't be manipulated like please in college i was given a very amazing opportunity to sing for first presbyterian in jacksonville and um let me just tell you, it is such an amazing church full of amazing people. Um, I fell in love with the church because of the people. I'm not, I'm not sure if I, I don't really, I think the Bible's a load of crap. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know how you feel about the Bible, but that's how I feel about the Bible. And so 
for me, when I go to a church service, I'm interpreting it like I'm taking it as a reminder of how I can be better myself, how I can be better for the community, how I can be better for my family, how I can be better for my people, how I can go about living a better life. I'm not necessarily thinking about how God is looking at me or looking at my sins. Um, And I appreciated that about the sermons that I would listen to because they could be taken in that form. Um, And then the people were so good. And so I enjoyed going to that church. I gave money to that church and I wasn't religious. I wasn't, well, religious is not really the word. I wasn't, I wasn't falling for the scam, if you will. Like I wasn't, you weren't like doing all that thing, those things because you felt emotional, like right. in a certain way. You like got to know the church. You got to know the people. You knew they had good intentions. It was a community that I had apart right. from my college uh, full of musicians. And I met so many wonderful people and connections and just people that I wanted to see good things happen to. And that's why I I fell in love with going to that church. And for me, it wasn't necessarily about all the spirituality aspects. It was about the people. And that is the beauty of an organized religion. Yeah. I think that's good. That's that's the way it's it's meant to feel, I Mm -hmm. think. Yeah. But I have definitely attended churches back in my hometown that didn't feel like that. Yeah. And I think we can agree (laughs) You can almost always that. tell, even when you just walk in the door, just that feeling you get when you walk in the door. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like an intuition. I don't know. <laughs> some I of the churches like, I attended felt like popularity contests. Like, yeah, exactly. There's like clicks and everything. And, yeah. and you were like, if you didn't do this, if you didn't know that person, then what were you really doing there? And like it. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. yeah. I've been to churches like that. Um but I got to say, most of the churches that I have been to, it's been because of singing. And I very rarely find a church. You know what? <laughs> I feel bad to say this, but every Methodist or Presbyterian church I've been to has been awesome. And then a lot of like the Christian, like blank Christian church, blank Christian church this, whatever. Those churches are the ones that I find I am most uncomfortable at. It, I find myself very uncomfortable in a like the church, a church that's like, how do I say this? Like more modern, I guess. Yeah. Or corporate. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh. impersonal. You know. We've got some churches like that around the Springfield yeah. area. Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. I understand. Not that. I mean, that's totally a fun style. Like, I don't know if that, it depends on what you're trying to get from church. Are you going there for spirituality things? Are you right. going there to? just be open-minded are you going there to walk away with a life lesson like i mean going to church is not just going for a religious or spiritual purpose like it can be going for the community it can be going for a new perspective or maybe you had a really bad day and you need somebody to tell you it's okay and like that's what that's what pastors and and um I don't know what all the other names are for somebody who preaches <laughs> a preacher or whatever. That's what they do. They give you those those pieces, those little nuggets to think about. I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, sometimes. That's okay, but that's that's the kind of experience that I had at First Press. So oh, okay, maybe yeah. I just found a really amazing church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, – I can't remember the last time I felt good walking into a church, to be honest. 
So I don't really, I don't feel that way, but. But I also, I get to go sing at churches a lot. Yeah, that's nice. I like so that. I, I go in and I just perform and it's like a, it's like a space to perform. It's like, like a stage for me. So I leave churches a lot of the times on a little high, you know, cause I just that's performed. Yeah. So I have, a, I guess the, the physical building itself doesn't necessarily have like a negative. I, I don't know. I went to a wedding recently, um, for a friend. Uh, I think you might've went with me maybe if i remember correctly no i don't think so oh okay maybe it was like talked about maybe that was it but in back at home and um i walked into that building and i had a a negative experience i felt funny being there um yeah but that's not true for most (laughs) church buildings that i I, i'm in so i don't know (laughs) i don't know i feel I feel like my I'm not correct in feeling that way. No, um, mostly I because. Mean, <laughs> well, I, I feel like I have I have issues. <laughs> so like you are totally correct in feeling whatever you feel about the buildings because that's true. That's yeah. based on what you have experienced. It's well, the not last like time. A, go ahead. So the last time I was in a church, I was like, I believe it was in Indiana visiting family and they, they took me to their church. Um, it was like my aunt and uncle or something. Um, and like everyone was like, you know, during the singing at the beginning, everyone was like, you know, how people like raise their hands and stuff while they sing. And I just felt so negative while I, I was watching people do that. Not in a judgmental way, because I feel like people should be able to express themselves in any way you want. If you're getting into it, I love that. That's awesome. That's why I say I have issues because I am not going to be, I'm not going to sit on this podcast and try to like say other people <laughs> are wrong for you're trying to do that stuff because I think that's great. Right. Um, but like the way I saw it was like, people are so into this, but they're just hypocrites because they'll go home today and they'll, they'll completely lose that the rest of the week. Like why just in this one four minute song, are they feeling this way? But then the rest of the week, they, they just kind of forget. But that's my issue. That's my own issue with it because like, who am I to say that that's true? You know, (laughs) that's just like, that's like a biased opinion that I have when I see people who do that. So, right. You never know what they're actually going to be like at home. If they are going to take that home with them. But that's just kind of like, Again, like going back to like how I was raised and like how I see, you know, Christianity now is like I, I do my best every day not to to put people in a box, like not to, you know, lump all Christians together or lump all this group of people together. Because like I think each individual person is their own entity, you know, their right. own complex We person. don't know everybody's backstory. Exactly. But like it always felt like looking back like the church I grew up in which I loved at the time and I'm still I'm sure is still doing very well but um looking back I just felt like everyone was so like they always expected everyone to meet all these expectations but they could not meet those expectations they were being hypocritical like almost 24 7 so I think that's kind of like bleeding into my current views but isn't that the whole point I don't think it is. Me personally, but, I don't think it is. Well, I guess like, you know, there is there is something to be said about effort. But like if you're looking at it, then like how we were talking about at the beginning, like God made us perfect. We screwed up and then now we're imperfect. So we do make those mistakes. Is that not part of it? 
Granted, yeah, I, I do think there's something to be said about taking advantage, right? You're always you're always screwing up and you're always making bad choices and you're all and then you're turning around and you're saying, But God forgives me and God will always forgive me and I've been saved and blah blah blah, but you're not putting in the effort then I guess that well, is very hypocritical. I feel like there is always an emphasis on like you messed up, you know, or you are this way so you can't be included. And I just hate that so much. Like I hate being told to like think a certain way because if I think that way, then I I can become a better person. Like that is just like backwards to me. What way? Like, I don't know. Like, I guess the way... The church I grew up was like, uh, I'm not saying everyone who went to that church was this way, but it was very like Old Testament, you know, wear skirts, don't cut your hair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I grew up in skirts and I didn't cut my hair because my dad didn't want me to cut my hair. Um, so like though those kind of meaningless things like really stuck with me as like, why are they requiring me to do this? Why does this make me a better person? You know, what? who cares? Like, does God actually care about this? Because if he cares, if I wear skirts, that's extremely superficial. <laughs> you know, yeah, why, why God's is not this, like that? Right. Right. <laughs> like, why is this a requirement? And so then I, I would question like these other requirement requirements in quotes, you know, why are these requirements? You know, who's to say this is actually a requirement because what scares me most, and this is still currently true. What scares me most about religion is that if it's, if, if God is real, then there is something that is right. And then there is something that is wrong. So mm-hmm. you can believe something is right with all your, your heart. You but can believe it's right. If it's not God's right. But if it's not right, then it's wrong. You know, if you end up not being right, then, then you're screwed. And it's, <laughs> it is it's, kind of scary because yeah. yes, we have the Bible, but like I said, I think the Bible is a load of crap because it has been, <laughs> man made man adjusted (laughs) over time to fit what men have thought men and women but you know people thought were right thought was the right but we really don't know what the right is that's i mean that's like to an extent like you know murdering people's like a bad thing and we that's pretty pretty clear (laughs) but what is the right thing yeah because Uh, no one can truly I I honestly feel like no one can truly answer that question, which is like the hardest part for me. Like people can say, oh, you know, um, you, you can wear, you can cut your hair or whatever. It's totally fine over here in this church. Like we believe that you can cut your hair, but like, what if you can't cut your hair? (laughs) You know, that's like a very boiled down example, but like, what if you can't? (laughs) You know, what if you're screwed if you cut your hair? That's when you have to start using your logic. Hair grows. Uh, yeah. Well, that, in that situation, <laughs> in that situation, yes, use your logic. But right. you get what I mean. There like, are and, other and There are more spiritual examples, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know so pe- what? People. Oh, go ahead. I'm this sorry. is cliche, but I think that if again, I I don't I always go back to this like. My what I always go to is that okay, God or this higher power that I believe in has laid a path for me, and they know exactly what I'm going to experience. That's what I believe. That's not what is right or wrong. That's just what I think in my heart is true, right? And so, therefore, 
based on my experiences in life, based on all of the people that have influenced my thoughts, okay, those in my head, okay, are, are the people that are supposed to have left a mark or, or made me think, right? And so I have a general guide in my heart of knowing what is right and what is wrong. But now that I'm thinking about that, right, it maybe isn't applicable because not everybody is going to experience the same. Yeah, I feel that. The same experiences as me. You know, I grew up relatively privileged right. and relatively very privileged. I, <laughs> you know, I have been very, very, very lucky in the life that I have been given. And not everybody is going to experience that. And so if they've never ta- been, been, you know, taught a lesson that I learned, their, their right and wrong is different from my right exactly because we're shaped by our individual experiences interesting (laughs) but if if god knows that and god makes us and puts us into whatever situation we're supposed to be in then he knows that we know we have a a general understanding of what our right and wrong is see that's interesting it's interesting you feel that way because like i mean you know that i disagree with the whole like you know, we are on a path that will lead us to who we're supposed to be, you know? Yeah. I learned that back so. in like God squad, like sixth grade. That was something someone told me and it stuck. It doesn't yeah. mean it's right. It's just what I feel in my heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, we all feel the way we feel because of how we were raised. Yeah, exactly. Our life has shaped us. So I don't know how many times we'll say that during this episode, but. <laughs> as many times as it takes. Apparently a lot. <laughs> um, but like, um, to me, like, Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So, like, um, you know, there, I uh, something I say or like a decision I make um, because of what I believe is free will um, will either negatively or positively impact my life in the future. So, um, I think it's not necessarily predetermined. However, if I if I was to say, like, you know, obviously God knows everything; um, He sees the whole timeline. I think it's kind of like a tree with many branches, I would say. Um, like options? Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of my point, though, is that like this path that I think has been laid for me, God already knows the choice I'm going to make, whether that's the right or the wrong choice. Like well, those mistakes I, are already are already I known mean, to him. It's hard for me to like debate this because like obviously I, I have no concrete. Right. Like, obviously there can be of no course. concrete. But like... I was thinking about this the other day and trying to like articulate it in my head. Um, but like, I think, I think you can, you and I and every human out there can take the wrong path because of, of free will. So, but I also think that can affect like all the other branches on our tree. So like, um, there can be this like amazing option out there, but we completely miss it because of this bad decision that we make. Um, so I don't necessarily think that like, the choices we make are making us into who we're meant to be because I feel like at some point we probably could have been better. See, but <laughs> I mean, maybe not we like you and I, but like, well, well I guess we I'm talking about, I'm talking about myself. Like, I guess I'm just talking about myself here. Like I think there, there's points in my life where I should have picked a different path and that would have made me into a much better person and to probably who I was meant to be. But now I'm I'm someone else now. How is that I, any different from the pressure of the Christian church? 
It's just like a different kind of pressure, I guess. It's worse. What a worse <laughs> pressure to feel. I don't feel, I don't feel like it's a worse pressure. Oh, well, because you said that and my heart stopped. Like, what <laughs> if I made the wrong choice and I missed the most important part of my life? Well, I, I don't, don't want to feel that pressure. I don't feel like, I feel like we make the important parts of our life. You know, well, yeah, I may have missed something amazing that could have happened to me, but like something amazing could still happen to me in the future. Like just because of the decisions now that I make. I like, I like my idea better. I like that the path's already <laughs> laid, that I can't <laughs> screw it up, you know? I mean, that's fine. It's exactly. I think that's totally fine. <laughs> who I'm supposed to be is how, is, yeah. is, is exactly how I'm living my life, I guess. <laughs> but that fine. feels that's like fine. an easy answer, right? It feels like I don't have well, to Well, it's not a bad answer, though. Mm. It's not worse. Well, you're, I, I see what you're saying. I like the thought yeah. of the tree. I like the thought of the different paths, but it, it's, it is pressure for sure. It's like, it's like God's watching and he's like, Ooh, it would, that would have been a good one, but she <laughs> chose something. <else. laughs> you know, he's like, Oh, dang it. He's like, Oh, I lost the bet. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Pay, up. Pay up, man. <laughs> Pay up, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I don't know. Um, but I guess we kind of way it got off track. <laughs> no, it's okay. This is good. This is good discussion. Um, what was next on our on our outline? So we have like we kind of we kind of already hit on bumps on the way, like changes that have affected us. But oh. I don't know if you have anything else you wanna you wanna insert there. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So listeners probably already know this, but I came out when I was a freshman in college as. At that time, I came out as a lesbian. Um, since then, I have re-come out. I don't even know how many times. And now I <laughs> identify as pansexual. I come out every single day of my life. That is just the joy <laughs> of being LGBTQ. So I identify as pansexual, which means that um, it's similar to bisexual, except that I like, I can love or be attracted to somebody who doesn't necessarily identify as male or female. Um, I can identify, or I mean, I can like or be attracted to anyone any person any human for the record human um so you know i'm pretty flexible i like people for who they are i just like i I like people just as 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 they are it doesn't have to be a societal thing for me i don't care i don't care what anybody else believes i mean I, i do care to an extent but like you know i will like a person for whoever they are however they identify, trans or um, non-binary, whatever it is, okay? So when I came out my freshman year, I wasn't, like, out to everybody, but um, I was out to my parents, and my mom struggled, my dad did really well, and it had nothing to do with religion for my parents. Obviously, my dad was like, whatever, love who you love. And my mom, for her, was like, you're supposed to be with a man, (laughs) <laughs> you know but I had these friends and well I had many friends that left me in the dust because of this but two very important people in my life um who were my neighbors my neighbor's children okay this neighbor never knew she was a very wonderful lady um she, her name was Lucille she passed away um unfortunately I wasn't invited to her funeral because of me being lgbtq plus which is awful but okay her children asked me you know are you seeing anybody like what's going on and i told them yeah yeah i'm dating this dating this woman and she is wonderful 
I really like her, and it's been great getting to know her. And they were like, gotta go. <laughs> and they, they left, and we didn't continue to talk about it for a while. And then they messaged me one day, and they're like, can we call? And I was like, okay. So they gave me a call, and then on the phone, they were both on, Crystal and Alan. <laughs> they were both on the phone, and they were like, you know, we really want to sit down and talk with you and help you through this because if this is the choice that you're making, then you are never going to be able to join us in heaven. And we want so badly for you to go to heaven with us. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I mean, like, do you think I'm a bad person? Like, it feels like you're sitting down telling me that, like, if I murder this person next to me, then I'm going to go to hell. Like, it, it was super awful and they really hurt my feelings. I told them no. I told them I had a Bible. I told them I'd read the Bible. I told them I believed in God and that I knew he loved me. And they were like, yeah, he can love you, but that doesn't mean that you're going to go to heaven. And I mean, they were awful. It was awful. It was a very hard conversation. And they haven't spoken to me since. And actually, she did ask me about a dog that was on the loose one day. And I see them sometimes in public and they'll, you know, nod their head at me, like acknowledge that I exist, but they, they don't talk to me. I wasn't invited to the funeral. Um, I have another friend from, from school. We'd grown up as neighbors, good, good friends. And when I came out, she unadded me on all socials and uh, didn't speak to me for years until actually yesterday, <laughs> and only because we had seen each other at a funeral. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it's it's definitely, that's been hard because for me it was like I – I ha I was I was religious up until this point, right? Up until college, I I had I felt religious, spiritual, whatever. A certain way like I felt like I identified as a Christian. You know, I turned to the Bible when I needed um guide guiding, I guess. <laughs> like I would I would, you know, try to read scriptures and find answers for things and I wasn't a perfect Christian by any means, very far from it, but I I felt something for I felt like that's where I would turn to when I needed, I, I prayed on the regular, I prayed, I prayed in the shower. <laughs> that's when I prayed. I don't know if that's weird. But um, after that conversation with them and after losing some people along the way, I kind of like started to like look at it like, this is not what I want to surround myself with. Like, I don't want people who see me as and I knew it was coming. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like, I don't want to be around people that look at me this way, that think this about me. Like, I, of course, why would anybody want that? Yeah. And so, and I already, I already kind of questioned the Bible anyways. For me, I always looked at the Bible as like just a guideline for good morals, <laughs> you know, like it wasn't yeah. really an accurate history book. And I talked about that in, in a, a, I studied religion in college I took a religions class it was Christianity 101 or something like that and we we talked about it we talked about those things and I'm it I I get it you know I I, I get why people feel that way but it hurt and it was a really 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 hard one to face so I was scared to continue to have like yeah. a relationship with God. Um, and that's kind of why I ended up yeah. kind of identifying as an atheist, even though I don't think I ever really was because it wasn't God that had hurt me. It was yeah. people in the church that had hurt me. And then of course I, um, 
I realized that eventually, and that's when I started to identify as agnostic because I did believe in a higher power. I didn't believe in the Bible. I didn't believe in organized religion, but I have a faith. I still pray to God. Um, and well, I I'm did in college. That, yeah. I'm glad that you kind of realized that because a lot of people don't make that connection that like, you know, is it God who hurt you or is it the people who are, you know, misusing their position that have hurt you? Because like, I'm glad you made that realization of that connection because that is what I'm sure drives a lot of people away is just like, you know, oh God, these people represent God. So, you know, God hates me and God's treating me this way. But really it's just people who are completely like misunderstanding what they're supposed to be. <laughs> Or, or not supposed to be, but like how they're supposed to show love. You know, they think they're showing love by like coming at you and judging you and like cutting you off, uh, you know, ending their relationship with you. But really that's like the opposite. You know, it's not just like a cookie cutter, like this is Christian and this is not Christian. You know, <laughs> that's just not how it works. <laughs> I tried not to let this like spiritual trauma, like, yeah stop me from I didn't want to blame God because God had really d had nothing to do with it at this point and that that I think that's why I keep falling back to that path that I keep talking about because yeah. I feel like obviously I was tested yeah. you know okay. by the higher power whatever it was and it was all part of the plan right that I was I was gonna stray and he knew that right and I stray every day I stray all the time like what I know nothing I I, I walk this earth I know nothing what do I really know absolutely shit <laughs> who knows man but that's what I feel in my heart right so okay <laughs> craziness anyways <laughs> What about you? Any other bumps? I know you kind of did a, a, a approach your bumps. That was my big bump. Um, well, it kind of uh, it kind of ties in with like how I feel about it now. But um, I guess it's mostly I know my parents are never going to listen to this podcast, so I can kind of like rag on them all I want. But like, <laughs> they're good people. They just yes. they're they're very good people. Yes. I love them so much. I love them to death. Um, um, however, like. I know the way they've responded to like me asking them for help has definitely, I don't know, made me feel negatively about the whole Christian experience. <laughs> so like this, the past couple of years, like I've gone through like some crap and that hasn't been fun and has been really, really sucky. Um, and I would always like call my mom because I call my mom if I, I don't call my mom all the time. I don't really call a lot of people all the time, but, um, you know, at, at the, during that time where I was going through like kind of the thick of it, I would be calling my mom like four times a week because I just didn't know where else to go. Um, and she would always, every single time, just like completely rag on me about like, you need to get closer to God. You need to, you know, do this. And it kind of felt like she was just like pawning me off, <laughs> if that makes any sense, which is totally not fair because, like I was calling her four times a week. Like I was putting a lot of pressure on her as a person to right. like help me through this. Well, she you know? clearly didn't have answers. She'd never. Yeah, she she well she has experienced she she had experienced very similar things. But to she'd what never I seen it handled in a way that you needed it handled. 
yeah well she, how could she you know like exactly. i was <laughs> i was her only daughter who has had to go through this um and so i i, I don't I, I didn't really expect anything from her but i also wasn't looking for someone to just tell me like um you know you need to get closer to god you need to closer to god and you needed some you validation yeah i wanted all i wanted and people listening out there if someone comes to you with their problems generally what they want you to do is listen all i wanted was someone to listen to me i was i didn't ever ask her for advice um you know because i didn't expect her to know <laughs> what the right thing to do was because it was a very unique situation to our family because my mom and my dad have never had a child go through this before um so I, I was kind of looking for more support and like, I've got your back, you know, whatever you decide, you know, I was looking for that. But what I got was you need to go to God. You need to go to God. You need to go to God. And, and when I, you I'm made not, your decision, they still weren't supportive, which is. Well, what part, what, what made me extremely angry. And I guess I still sort of feel angry is that um, my parents actually were like, they let religion influence what advice they did give me. So they were very much so wanting me to work through the situation, um, which was not an option. So I stayed in that situation for probably months in a very confused status <laughs> because I didn't know what the right thing to do was. And my parents have some, this sort of hold over me in my decision-making, which I'm sort of trying to break. Same. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that. Um, I feel like a lot of us feel that. Slowly but, um, but surely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I stayed in the situation longer than I should have in a very confused state because I was waiting for some sort of magical answer or magical breakthrough in me uh, and that person that I was having the situation with, um, which wasn't ever going to come. And I, once I realized that, then it was over. But no, it did come. You were the magic girl. Yeah, I guess I was the magic. <laughs> you were. You had the magic all along. You just yeah, didn't know what it was. All I wanted was someone to tell me that I had the magic all along, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, I got the magic in me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know I'm being like extremely vague, which is not helpful, but um, when you're ready, you'll talk about it. Yeah. It put a bad taste in my mouth because I don't know what to expect from my <clears throat> parents anymore. And I know like Christianity and religion is like at the forefront of their minds 24 seven. And maybe it should be at the forefront of mine. I don't know. But like it put a bitter taste in my mouth because I felt like it stopped them from helping me in a way that I really needed. Um, and I feel like I'm putting a lot of pressure on them that shouldn't be put on them. But <laughs> You know what I have learned? This doesn't actually have anything to do with uh, Christianity, but what I have learned from being an adult is that our parents actually have no clue what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, we don't either, but we yeah. always thought that they did and we still think that they do, but they don't. And yeah. it's all on us to yeah. get through I our guess, shit and their shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess if I'm summarizing it like in one sentence, I guess if I were to summarize it in like one sentence, like all the crap that I just spewed out, <laughs> um, it would be like I wanted my parents to fight for me in a more in a more tangible way. Than, they, than what they did, I guess. And I think that was because of, they felt like they could just kind of 
not sit back, but they could just kind of like take a step back and just pray when I wanted them to take action. Does that make sense? Right. Because God is this, this being that we've never physically seen. We've never physically spoken to, but your parents are those people that were there for all the bumps, right? For all the, right, right. All the hard stuff. And then when it came to this, the, the hardest thing, the hardest thing ever, it's like they it's like they weren't willing to put boots on the ground and like actually help, but they were willing to sit back and pray. And it, I understand it made like them, the whole power. It put them in a situation that went against everything they've ever known. I mean, that's that's hard. Right, right. And to to relate that to like Christianity in general, that's kind of what I have have a hard time with is that's kind of what's affecting my thoughts today is like how many people are actually willing to put boots on the ground and you know, handle things and, or just sit back, you know, like what is our purpose, you know, as Christians. And I've always felt like it's to put your, you know, to get, get into the nitty gritty, like, you know, um, you know, to really, I don't know, find something to fight for be there or for to people, like be there for help people. Those yeah. people, take a stand, do all of those major things, be there for your family, be there for your friends. Like that's how I live my life. And I didn't need God to tell me how to do that. It's just a bonus (laughs) that I have him. I mean, if someone's going through a crisis, like if you were going through a crisis, man, I wouldn't just be sitting back here. Like, okay, you'd literally show up at my door. God's going to take care of it. I'm good. (laughs) Let's pray. (laughs) No, you would show up at my door and that's exactly what God would want. You know, God's going to help us with this, but I'm going over there and I'm going to help her fix this. You know, like, got to take action, man. That's like, don't be afraid to take action, people. (laughs) That's what's really making the impact. Yeah. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, that kind of leads us to like our current final place in regards to the final place. Like, Kind of. I mean, I know there's way more. We could dive so much deeper. <laughs> but, you know, to this final leaning spot, like, where where are you now? Has there been any other adjustments? Like, what what's the final place that you've landed here at this point at age 24? Almost 25. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should I go first or do you want to go? You go ahead. Okay. Um, I guess... I'm working on, I'm not really working on anything, to be honest, <laughs> to be completely honest. I love the I'm not honesty. really working, I'm not working on anything spiritually. Um, however, I do believe that there's a God out there. Um, right now, I'm kind of figuring out what that means to me because, like, I kind of share a similar sentiment to you. Like, I'm very unsure about the Bible. I think it's a good book of morals, but... I don't necessarily believe that every single word is, is law. We agree. <laughs> like some people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm kind of like reconciling you that. You said that um, so much nicer than I did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of trying to be a good person. And um, I, uh, I have a lot of existential dread. So <laughs> I try not to think about it. You do. <laughs> I don't think about it a lot. I'm hugging you right now. I don't know if you can feel it. (laughs) I feel it in your voice. Okay, good. Um, I don't know. People who experience that, you just kind of just don't think about it, you know, until someone asks you about it. Then you're like, eh. Do you experience existential dread? Me? Uh, 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> me? Do I? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe. Uh, you know. <laughs> it's, it's whatever. whatever. <laughs> oh. What about you? <laughs> um, I actually have been working on this. Um, oh. Yeah, it's kind of always like in the back of my head. Um, yeah. I am like in a really weird place, and I know you're maybe gonna judge me just a little bit, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I do believe in God. Uh, I believe in a higher power, whether that's the Christian God or another God or whoever. I don't know this higher power, um, and I believe in the good morals of like a Christian faith. Um, the good more, the good ones. <laughs> um, I want to be a really good person, and I do work on that. I do like try to really like really self-reflect and I go to God as a comfort but not I don't go to God for decision making I don't like pray that he'll help me make a decision I don't do that because that's all that's all me that's like kind of like what you said like I guess the free will in, in that you know the tree whatever I like that um in that like you know no matter what the decision is going to be made and it doesn't there's there's no you know I can't go back so um you know I'm not I'm not praying to him for like help in making those decisions but I go to him for comfort like you know like it's like somebody that you can talk to and nobody knows what you're saying you know um but then in regard in regards to like a little bit further than that like I also believe in a few different things like with my spirituality like I I believe like in my being and like my soul and like the control that I have over the the world around me if that makes sense. And so I'm I'm trying I'm trying to like understand where they merge, if they merge, like if this is real, if this is not. Like I'm being really open-minded to just like what the universe has to offer. Um, whether that is the higher power, if it's the same thing, I don't know. So I, I'm again, just in that, like, that's why I put ever changing in our outline, because I really don't know if I'll ever land on something for sure. I mean, is there really anything for sure for me to land on? Um, but I definitely am open-minded to spirituality. Right. Yeah. So. It's all very confusing, but I appreciate it, that. You know what? It is very, very confusing. Um, <laughs> and that I'm, I'm like literally in the freaking middle of it. So there's I like, not really I like a way that for you're, me to it. I like that you're like totally open to it. And I'm just like, the way I look at it is like, I can't prove anything. So I'm just not going to think about it or care about it. <laughs> but I know but you're like, I can't You're like prove in it. it, like thinking about everything. And you're like, oh, wow, this is so interesting. And I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I, I know I can't prove it though like what yeah but I was like given thoughts so like I'm gonna yeah, think yeah, about totally. it <laughs> you know I don't know there's it's not like I'm on a quest to prove anything I don't want to prove anything no but yeah I want to yeah. be happy and I want to be a good person and I feel like no matter what there's self-reflection that comes from whether it's Christianity or from a different spirituality whatever it is you know and so yeah I just That's gotta so think about it <laughs> I, I was talk, kind of talking about this with our friend Kay, and mm -hmm. she believes in reincarnation. I do, too. Yeah, or I guess you do, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, she was, like, talking to me about it, and I was just, like, thinking about it, and I was just, like, not feeling any which way about it because, obviously, it can't be proven. So she asked me, she was like, so what do you believe? Like, what do you believe about reincarnation? Like, do you think it's possible? And I was like, I don't really know. And 
I don't really care. <laughs> like, I can't prove it. So it's a cool thought. I can't disprove it either. So if it happens, it happens, you know? It yeah. was such a lackluster way to think about it. But, like, I, I don't know how to feel any other way about it, you know? it's. I guess with it's like a, my logic is that, like, I don't really think that there's just endless... God has just made endless souls that are just roaming around watching. Like, what a bore. <laughs> I feel like God has made our souls and we go and we experience and when we die we are given another life whether that's as a freaking cricket i don't know or if it's just humans are humans and bugs are just bugs i don't know <laughs> i don't really care um because i'm i can only experience the life that i'm currently in <laughs> but you know i feel like there it would be a waste to have all of those souls doing nothing <laughs> like what are they doing i don't know you know what i mean I don't know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's cool. just me thinking about it. And I, you're right. It doesn't really need to be thought about. Like, what, yeah. what in the end, what do you get from it? But it's... Well, for me, I just you get have existential an dread. But <laughs> if, it, if it feels good to you, I think you should definitely think it about does. it. It does. It makes me feel better. It's almost like a coping mechanism. I just recently yeah. lost a friend. And I would like to think yeah. that she was reincarnated into yeah. a sweet little babe. And yeah, not a cricket. Awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's going to live a different life now. And yeah. I think that's why we are so drawn to certain things. So for me, like this is so random, but like I love to think that maybe in a past life I was a dancer because I love dance. I love ballet. I love any form of dance. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm not great at it. I, I'm very bad at it, actually. But... <laughs> I, I love it. I love the passion and I love the art. Um, I would like to think that maybe the past me, <laughs> however many ago it was, was maybe a dancer. And that's why that's nice. I carry it in this life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like that. where nice. did the passions come from? Why do we have passions? I mean, it could really, you could go down a whole freaking hole, man. I think we have things that we're interested in based on uh, subtle uh subtle variations in our childhoods based on influences from our parents and people that we meet. <laughs> That's my answer to that. <laughs> so direct and forward. It's like you've thought I about know. it before. <laughs> I have thought about it. <laughs> yep. I think we can almost always trace, if we think hard enough, we can always almost trace a something we love or like a passion back to either something good or something bad that happened in our childhood. But... I don't have that good of a memory, so. <laughs> anyway, that's like a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You asked. I know. I'm just processing <laughs> your answer. It's just boom. <laughs> so, no, but yeah, I mean, that's totally. I mean, I like your version, too. <laughs> I, but that's what you're saying. There's no right. There's no wrong. It's just endless. What do you mean? <laughs> there's not like there's no right or wrong we don't know for sure oh right right we don't yes, know yes. if like people are reincarnated we don't know if people are not reincarnated we don't know yeah. where passion comes from <laughs> the frick we don't know <laughs> whatever <laughs> we can we can talk about it all we want we can make a uh, disclaimer final decisions, on this on uh, before we move on to our fun ending a disclaimer on this <laughs> podcast uh anything that we said can can uh be wrong <laughs> yeah and can whatever you believe wrong. is totally valid and you should yeah. believe that and you we don't for you know anything are. yeah 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 we don't know crap okay. we really we don't we don't know crap all right 
I think it'd probably all be right. safe to say though that we all we all don't know crap. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, the best, listeners. <laughs> the best scholar in the world uh, when it comes to religion could be completely wrong. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> that's just the nature of religion, everybody. Yep. All right. All right. So let's get into this fun ending. I put end on a lighthearted note. Yay. Um, yeah. So let's ending end. on a lighthearted note. We did this <laughs> last week um, where we asked some just like weird questions um from this website it was called conversation starters um and it's just funny questions to ask so uh, it was it was enjoyable so I, I wanted to come back to it there's so many questions so we definitely don't have to do any repeats so <laughs> i'm gonna dig around and find something good okay i have one i have one too okay in one sentence how would you sum up the internet and it can be a question one sentence okay um dangerous entertainment oh that's like a slogan <laughs> i like it <laughs> it's kind of like a slogan because like it could be really dangerous but it's super fun <laughs> i just like my head went right to like the the black web like <laughs> i don't oh, know wow, why yeah. i don't even know how to get there <laughs> i don't know either and it scares the crap out of me <laughs> yeah that's true it is dangerous entertainment yeah <laughs> Okay, what about you? Um, uh, I feel like I would come up with like a slogan kind of for it too, which would be like, it would be like your perfect personality where everyone always puts their perfect personality on the yeah, internet. Yeah, like when you get on somebody's Facebook. The internet, your perfect personality. <laughs> like an advertisement. You know what's crazy? so freaking fake. Yeah, like when you don't post like that, people don't like want to see your page too. Like I if know. you're honest about how you're experiencing the world. They're like, oh my gosh, don't, don't be sharing that online. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like people don't want to really hear about that anyways. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. But, I mean, that's it, though. Like, social media just connects you to all the people that don't actually care about you. <laughs> so, that's such a good way. The internet connecting you with people you don't really care about. <laughs> <laughs> we were way too good at this one. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hurts. <laughs> the internet um. wasting your whole day speaking with people who don't matter to you. <laughs> oh, God. I have, like, a thousand Facebook friends, so... <laughs> Jeez. Or uh, uh, wasting your life on people who don't care if you live or die. <coughs> so dark. <laughs> That's my experience because I don't really talk with my friends online. I don't really talk online at all. But like I mostly just like if I interact with people, it's like on an anonymous like Twitch chat or like YouTube chat or something. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> want to know them if I'm chatting with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have recently like kind of stepped away from my social medias a little bit. Like I've posted hey. some things, but like definitely not living on them. Yeah. And I found that first of all, I don't really know what to do with that time. Like I'm like, what, what do I do? Am I, am I supposed <laughs> to be sleeping? I'll go to sleep earlier. That's true. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really nice. It's been really refreshing. <laughs> hey man, I haven't been on. I, I occasionally scroll through Facebook. I like literally just check the pages of my friends and then that's it. Like I've been off Reddit. Usually Reddit was like my go-to, but I've been off Reddit. I've been off Twitter. I've been off Instagram for like probably since like the start of this election cycle. And it has been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't miss it. Like <clears throat> Twitter. Yeah. 
I used to really like Twitter because I found it relatable. And then I realized that Twitter's just toxic as frick. Like, I think it's the most toxic social it, media platform. <laughs> I think it is too because it doesn't matter. Again, whether it's wrong or right, who knows? But it doesn't really matter what they say if somebody at all relates to it it will get into the hands of anybody who relates to it and it can be turned into this really negative awful thing i don't know it's it's scary i totally get that (laughs) it's very uncomfortable twitter not good don't get on twitter listeners (laughs) not leave the tweeter all right, we should move on because we're getting serious. We're supposed to be lighthearted. Oh, you're right. <laughs> okay, um, well, this is lighthearted. <laughs> if you All were right. held at gunpoint <laughs> and told oh, yeah. that if you didn't impress them with your dance moves and you would be killed. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm reading that wrong. If you were held at gunpoint and told that if you didn't impress them with your dance moves, you would be killed, what dance move would you bust out? Oh, my gosh. I already know. This is so hard. It depends on the kind of person they are, to be honest, because there's so many different modern dances. Probably like the tango or something, bro. You know how to tango? Uh, I've seen the movies. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. You'd be like, okay, put the gun down. Let's tango. tango, (laughs) They'd be like, is that a threat? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can can kind of moonwalk. (gasps) No way. I watched a YouTube tutorial. Wait. Will you make a video for our listeners? No. Oh, dang it. I tried <laughs> listeners. I'm sorry. That's excellent. You have to make a video for me then. Maybe, but probably not. I, I have to see you moonwalk. Are you Maybe kidding? just next time we see each other. I will do my dance move for you if you will do your dance move for me. Well, what's your dance move? Um, it's definitely the grocery shopper. What's that? Uh, you literally put your hands in front of you. Like oh, you're yeah. pushing a cart. And then you just reach. And you like rock out. You reach and you rock Bro, out. Bro, you you I totally used to do that when I was a kid. Uh-huh. It, it, I'm so good at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm doing it right now. It's <laughs> about the Dude, only thing I can do. That's a throwback. That or like the sprinkler. But even that, I'm kind of bad. <laughs> just a bad dancer. <laughs> I used to be on a dance team and I could foate, but I can't foate anymore. So, and it wasn't good anyway. So, oh, this is a good one. I have a good one. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Toilet paper over or under? Over. Okay, we agree. Wait, hold on. Let me think about this. Yeah, over, over. Why would people want it under? I don't get it. It's so inconvenient. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm mentally processing it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's more inconvenient. I had to like think about how I had it <laughs> set up in my the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it it is so much more inconvenient because you have to go searching underneath for it, and then yeah. like it'll like go really really low, and like it grosses me out when the toilet paper touches the ground or whatever. Yeah, it, it does go low because if you accidentally spin it the wrong way, then it unravels. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, the, I guess it's the, the true either way, but like when it's over, you have more control over how much paper you get. I literally don't understand how anybody would want it under. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's harder no matter what. Okay, wait, I have a question that's not on here that I have to ask you okay. since we're talking about toilet paper. Are you a folder oh. or a water? Um, I'm a folder. Or you can be a fodder. Okay, I'm a folder for the first, and then I wad it afterwards. 
Does oh. that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a fodder, but I have a precise way of foddering. Oh. <laughs> like I I pull it and then I fold start folding it, but then I like fold it not on the dotted lines. Like I'm a fucking psycho. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about that. <laughs> You know, in the car, when I'm listening to music, I actually don't keep it on the even numbers when I turn up the, the volume. What is wrong with you? <laughs> First of all, that was so me. random. But okay. well, I was just thinking about things that might make us psychopaths. And You know, I definitely have to keep it on an even number. <laughs> well, actually, mine only goes up by even number, I think. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> but I always, I can't put it on like 22, even though that makes sense. I have to put it on 24 or 26. I don't know why. That's weird. My brain is so fricked. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized the other day I was like turning up the volume and it doesn't make any difference to me if it's on 17 or 27 or 29. Okay, sevens are I'm so good. great though. 27 is a fine number. <laughs> I do like the, I do like the number 27. What seven is, is wrong a good with number. us, bro? <laughs> seven, 14, 21, 28. I love the way seven works. <laughs> Seven's so good. <laughs> yeah, something is wrong with me. Wow, we are such losers. Okay. There's a number right. on here and it says 64. Well, that's all the funny questions to ask that we have been there. Oh, but there are tons of other questions on the site that you might enjoy. And then it keeps oh. going with other questions that are funny. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. You're next. Okay. Um, hmm. <sighs> What totally, what two totally normal things become really weird if you do them back to back? <laughs> oh, it's like a classic, like brush your teeth and drink your orange juice situation. Right, right. What two things are really weird if you do them back to back? Oh, that I do on often is probably go grocery shopping and then come home and then go back out for fast food. <laughs> <laughs> That is weird. <laughs> it's like I got all this food and then I'm not even going to cook it. I'm going to cook it fast because yeah. I'm so Dude, tired from I do that shopping. too sometimes. Freaking everyone does that, okay? Because like you get home People and, listening. and you put it all away and it looks so good and your kitchen's back to normal and then like you have to cook. I know. I'm and tired. Just, like, freaking made all that effort to go out and get groceries. You're tired. Yeah. Or you like get something on the way home to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally feel that. All right. How are we doing no. on time? Uh, okay, I've got I got one more for us. This one's okay, this one one one's going to make more. you think, okay? <laughs> okay. What are some things that are okay to do occasionally, but definitely not okay to do every day? Oh. Um, uh, I mean, there's your classics, like, you know, drinking. Yeah, like smoke weed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, occasionally, but... Oh, I got one. This is hard. I know. <laughs> um... Okay, you go first. Okay, I've got two. My first one is okay. binging Netflix. Oh, yeah. Like, that's okay. You should do that sometimes. <laughs> I should have thought of that. But if you do yeah. it every day, that <laughs> might be a lot. Yeah. And then my other one is to, like, skip the dishes. <laughs> like, occasionally you oh, can do that. yes. But if you do that every day, <laughs> it would be so bad. Yeah, I guess I would have to go with, like, cleaning the kitchen because... Well, actually, I can't. Like, today I was working, like, this morning... I was working and my kitchen was dirty and I couldn't stop thinking about how dirty my kitchen was. So um, I had to go clean my kitchen before I finished my work. <laughs> like a little bit of a compulsive issue going on there, but <laughs> I understand this. Um, I guess mine would be um, 
go see a movie in the theaters. Oh yeah, that would be That's really like weird. One of my if favorite things to do. Um, and I wish I could do it every day, but it's not right. <laughs> I understand that. It's not yeah. right on the wallet. <laughs> it's not right on the wallet. It's not. It's not good just to do. It's a time waster. Um, eh, but it's so awesome to do. It's like one of my favorite things to go out and do. I haven't been to a movie in so long. Yeah. When we were growing up, going to a movie was like a like a really special thing. Like we Yeah, we would like go to the movies and then go to, to dinner or go to the mall afterwards. <laughs> oh, us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the first time I No, drove like the, our friend group. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, that was a whole thing. Okay. But I mean like family-wise. Like if we were oh, going really? to the movies like as a family, like it was a very special thing. Because We never we almost never went. Yeah, it was so expensive to take a whole family. It was expensive then. Gosh, imagine now. My parents just never took us, like, because there really wasn't a good movie theater near us in uh, old rural Alaska, so. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but. when we were teenagers, when you were just paying for your own ticket, we would go all the time. Oh, man. I go all the time now. Well, I haven't gone in a while because I haven't had time, but, oh, man, all the time. Any, any new movie that comes out, I'm there. I yeah, could go for a theater hobbies. experience eventually when yeah. things are normal, maybe over the summer. Well, I never suggest going to movies with you because I know you don't really like movies that much. So, Well, I would do a movie theater movie. Like, that's pretty cool. But it's like, yeah. I don't know. I do. I, I don't mind movies, but they have to be like the right kind of movie for me, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, they really, TV I guess I don't really know what me. kind of movies that. I don't know what kind of movies that I could invite you to watch with me that you wouldn't be bored. Oh, I probably wouldn't be bored. I mean, any action film I'm pretty good with. Oh, okay. I just don't really like, um, like, dramedies or, like, most comedies suck. um, And I don't really like uh, romance drama either, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. Good. Um, <laughs> maybe that's why we don't vibe on movies. <laughs> yeah. I, I like love a movie that's going to make different. me laugh. Like, that's my jam. I like animations. I like rom-coms. I like a little drama. Ugh, I don't like rom-coms. Oh. I'll watch a rom-com, but I won't laugh most of the time. <laughs> you know what I very hate depressing. that I feel like you like <laughs> is, like, freaky movies. Like, suspense and scary movies. I will. I'll watch those over a rom-com for sure. But I don't like horror movies. But I'll watch suspense. Like, but horror movies? No. Heck no. Yeah, Heck no. Horror no. Movies. We watched yeah. that, that suspenseful movie over Halloween with the guy who was like crazy. Oh, I didn't enjoy those movies. I just thought they were boring, like oh. weird. I didn't think they were good. Oh. Did you think they were good? I I wouldn't say I thought they were good, but I didn't hate experiencing them. Oh. Good. I have, yeah, I have surrounded myself. Creep, right? Yeah, maybe it was. I don't remember. <laughs> I have surrounded myself with people who are movie buffs and like TV snobs. And so <laughs> I don't develop opinions about I'm sorry. Am TV. I a TV snob? I'm offended. <laughs> you're not a TV. No, you're not a TV snob. You're a movie buff. But I have That's TV true. snobs in my life. Um, but I just, I don't, I, I, I have my opinions, right? But I don't develop opinions about 
movies that I watch with people because it doesn't matter what I think about the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, that's true about all of us. I watch. I have opinions about things that I watch that I enjoy. Obviously, I go back to yeah. them, so I have a reason to watch them. I have I've formed some sort of good opinion about them, or maybe well, a bad opinion thing. if I won't watch it. But not like with you the can. People. You can like a movie that everyone else didn't like. It's totally fine. Like, I hate the whole thing where, like, people are like, you liked that. I feel like I just did that to you, but unintentionally. <laughs> um, it's okay. I'm used to this because I'm yeah, not a movie Yeah, you like that. I can't believe you liked that. And that movie sucked. And then it's like, dude, that person enjoyed that movie. Don't hate on it. Like, right. it's cool they liked the movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can disagree. Well, that's what I like about you as a movie buff is you're pretty open-minded <laughs> to movies. Hey, I'll watch anything once, but I will judge it very harshly <laughs> yeah i know this that's why yeah that's okay that's why we don't share this hobby very often <laughs> but the thing is like i want i want to share in other people's hobbies i think one of the things about me um is that i i'm always so like excited to share my hobbies with other people that i forget about other people's hobbies and i feel like i'm a little disrespectful and that i don't let other people share their hobbies you know with me and no, me i think you're really them. good at that Oh, well, I don't because know. Because you... I've been working you, on like, played chess with me. <laughs> Yo, but that ended up being so fun. I'm so glad I did. It's fun. Um, I wish, like... I feel like I do that to you because I wish I wish I could experience more of your hobbies with you. And I don't well, do that Well, we share often. a lot of hobbies. Like, we share we do. hobbies yeah. of, you know, music and uh, podcasting and now chess. <laughs> Who yeah, would have ever like, thought other that... video games we're playing together. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, our gaming. See? Yeah. I mean, some of those games I brought to you. <laughs> that's true yeah so that's true well only one game actually <laughs> yeah um but still <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah i mean what we're super off topic yeah we do share a lot of hobbies we you're do. right yeah so but this is a good way to end the podcast so <laughs> yeah it was so upbeat yeah love that for us we're doing better yeah i feel like this was a good one um i hope you listeners enjoy uh enjoy our talk about religion and or whatever yeah. spirituality christianity whatever you want to call it if you can relate, just let us know. Yeah. DM us. How we can have a conversation. Um, We're open-minded you know, here. Leave us a comment on our Instagram post. That'll come up. Feedback, please. We'd love, love, love to hear from you. What you think. What's, yeah. what's your process on this? Um, do you enjoy our podcast? Or if not, what's wrong with it? Um, fill us in. <laughs> Find us on Instagram at 7 Hours Difference. Um, the 7 is a numeral 7. And uh, DM us or comment on something. Let us know. Yep. All right. I hope everyone has a great day today. See ya. Bye.